Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition. My special guests are Max Santoro and Alex Honeycutt from the band Vesta Collide. I am very excited. I've been trying to get this together for a long time, and I'm very happy that it finally all came together. Vesta Collide released one of my favorite albums of 2017. It's called New Obsession on Stay Sick Recordings. It's an amazing album. And we talk a lot about that, as well as a ton of other stuff in this conversation. So let's get to it, and I'm going to give you a taste of New Obsession with I Can't Sleep. Enjoy. Yeah. 
All right, everyone, and I am back, and I am here with Alex Honeycutt and Max Santoro of Vesta Collide. Been trying to get this together for a while, so I'm very happy to have them here. Hey, guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Just actually did a recording of probably half the regular weekly music show, and then now I get to talk to you, so I'm happy. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, we're so. <laughs> I know we've been trying to uh, get together with you, so glad we could finally do this. Absolutely. And just for anyone who might not know, Max, you play drums, and Alex, you're on bass, right? Correct. Very nice. Now, once again, one of the reasons why we haven't been able to get together to do this is because you guys have been on tour for so long. Like, as soon as New Obsession came out, it was like you've been on tour nonstop. Yeah, we... uh, We actually had done just a small run just to kind of you know get our feet wet in uh december of 2016 right and then as as uh the new record dropped we were on tour i think we were on tour actually before the record came out and then uh you know for a month following that and then we came home from being on the road for 40 days and uh, we got another phone call, and we were only home for three days, and then right. we went out again for another three yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did December, January, and February, and then uh, the whole thing on March. the Attilo tour came up in right. March when uh, I guess New Year's Day was originally on that tour with Attila and Ash broke yep. her foot or her leg or something. And right. Bronze called us, and obviously we weren't going to turn that down. He's like, dude, get to Austin <laughs> yeah. now. Right. We were going to be home for like a weekend, and we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> we can't say no to that. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you hate to hear bad things about people, but I remember talking about it on the show. I was like, this could not have worked out better for Vesta Collide. Yeah, we, we literally came home, and we didn't even, like, unpack our stuff it was like all still packed up and we just threw it all back in the trailer and took off that tour that you were on before or like before the album came out into after was that the one with alisana um no we did uh we had done a tour in january that was just something that we had put together um ourselves and that was more it acted more as routing to get to the Alisana tour because the Alisana tour was, it started in Portland right? and we're from Detroit. So, I mean, we ended up doing that, you know, I think we were out for what, like three weeks on the, or two weeks for the January one. That was like closer to two weeks. Yeah. Like two and weeks. And then we ended up... was two weeks. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And in between we, uh, on our way because we had a few days between the end of the january tour and the and the start of the elisana tour we went and shot a video out in la with ori mcginnis he did like the new we came as romans video right he did bad omens videos that was our i can't sleep music videos we we just got like a lot done right in that like whole time slot before even going into some of the tour stuff then how was that music video shoot was that the first time you've had experience doing something like that um this is alex saying this just in (laughs) case anyone listening gets that mixed up i have had um you know experience with those things just because you know i've been in the band since the start we've had we have a couple other videos out Mm -hmm. and uh but I will say that working with Ori and doing it in Los Angeles was 
a whole new experience. It was incredible. I mean, I, uh, he was super nice, and they, it was just a all around, like I said, great experience. I mean, it's also really different too because I've only shot music videos in Detroit, so this one was cool to do it in Los Angeles. Awesome. Yeah, I've been, I, I've done music videos before in like other bands I was in back in the day, like local bands and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And this was like the first real. Yeah, nothing like, as cool as this one. For yeah, sure. this was like a real like production. We had like like we all had makeup done, not like crazy like our vocalist does, but just like oh, right. you know, like covering up our foundation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like light, like crazy lights and just fog machines and like it was cool. It was like being on a movie set. It was crazy. Yeah, a lot of people or a lot of bands, I should say, they either love it or they hate it. So it's good to hear that you guys actually enjoyed doing it. I think that I I think I can understand both sides. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't hate it by any means, but I, playing the same song 15 times right. over <laughs> and over and over again, I can see why that would get annoying. But yeah. we we just really wanted to get the video done and have it out there. So I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of sucks when you're playing the same song for four hours straight. It's right. a song that we play all the time anyway, and it's you know, but. You're excited to see the end. Yeah, product, yeah. When so, we yeah. first got it back, we were like, "Hell yeah, damn, badass!" Like, yeah, we were really yeah. excited about it. It honestly came out better than we had even like anticipated. Not that we thought it was going to be bad or right. anything, but we were just like really, really, really stoked. Yeah, it was tough. You didn't really yeah. know what to expect because yeah. all the conversations about the video were just like, "All right, we're going to do this," or yeah. "You know, this will be this what this will look like," or like it's hard to picture all that. So it's yeah. cool to see it done. No, very true. That finished product really added to the hype for the album. That's for sure. Yeah, 100%. No, that's awesome. And then I was going to bring up for touring-wise, you were actually on tour or at least played some shows as well with people that have been on the show before. So friends of the show, you had Alisana, you had Charlatan versus yeah. Young Medicine. Yep. They've all been on the show. Really great guys. So how was that tour and just those shows in general? It was cool because like that was the first real tour, like like, tour. like real big bigger tour that we did. Um, like we said, we did the December and January ones. I was like, those were our first two tours, and and we were like the headliner on both of them. And that was like before the album was coming out or as the album was coming right. out. We were kind of we were kind of just touring to like just get out there and you know be busy and not just sit at <laughs> home and do nothing. Sure. Get prepared. Um, yeah, it was kind of like practice but um the yellow santa tour was, was really really cool um charlotte and those guys are cool yeah, yeah. Personally cool too. all all the people i miss all the people on that tour it was a good time ellis santa was really nice to us um and obviously they they're like veterans they've been doing this for a while and right. i used to listen to them when i was younger so i, I would have never thought that i'd be touring with them but it was it was really cool being able to like become friends with all those guys and hang out with them and stuff it was awesome yeah at a point before we were doing the tour you know we had talked about it and we we're just like man you know we're new they're not yeah you know hopefully we don't <laughs> we, we, we learned up. a lot yeah because <laughs> we we actually played obviously we you know we we have musical backgrounds from when we were younger and mm -hmm. stuff in local bands and stuff but we played our first show ever um on december 10th 2016 as vesta collide that wow. was yeah, and that was part of that first tour we did. But that was the first time we had ever played a show as this band. And uh, coming up so, on a year, yeah. So we, um, you know, we 
we were pretty new to the whole thing in terms of being this band. And I don't know, when we, when we went into the El Sanator, we were definitely like pretty nervous the first show. Like we didn't want to step on anybody's toes. I think we actually took their parking spot on accident. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just like, we moved know, quick. Yeah, like when, when, when we did the December tour and the January tour, it was like, like I said, we headlined those and we could kind of do whatever we wanted. And, you know, we were playing like really small venues and, just like it, it, that was like way more like chilled out and kind of just whatever. And then the El Santa one was like the first like really really professional one, and there was like a tour manager and everything. And right. It was it was crazy, but <laughs> we learned and, and it was good. And it was good experience for the Attila tour too because yeah. uh, if we would have stepped into that without like any experience at all, we would have been like screwed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean. No matter how big you want to call Alisana, it's still tough to go from there. Like, there's still a stepping block to get to where Attila is. I mean, you're dealing with Franz as well, who is a great guy, but he's also a personality, too. Yeah, and I mean, he's our label owner, too. Yeah, so we exactly. need to be, like, ready. Like, when, that first night when we got there and we were playing, we were like, we can't fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, you just look over and he's just yeah. standing there like... He was, wa- he was watching the side <laughs> stage the whole time, but he was really impressed, and I, I think that tour was really really good for not not only our band but our relationship with him and everything right. i think we seamlessly yeah. were able to just kind of mesh into the tour yeah. and finish it out <clears throat> and uh yeah it's it so that one was a, a big step up you know oh yeah they're a really relevant band so there's a I lot think going that on, really so. really put us on the radar for sure absolutely i mean look the album itself put you on the radar and then to be able to go off on a tour like that, I mean, this has been an amazing year for you guys. Yeah, the Attila tour. Okay, so I guess the self book tours, we don't, they're not, the first one in December, we just kind of count that as like a practice run, you know, it's only like a week and a half. But so our our third tour as a band was the Attila tour. So that, that worked out, you know, it was like, I remember sitting in the basement uh, where we practiced, like our studio, and we were like, <laughs> It was January. We were about we were self booking this tour, and we we're like, man, I, you know, wonder what it will be when we get a tour, do those bigger tours, and then you know, next thing you know, it's like, hey, there's Alison and there's a tour. Yeah, it was it was like climbing a ladder. It was like all of a sudden, each each month just got progressively like crazier for us. <laughs> and we were just like, I just remember like we were just on the Attila tour, and I was just like, this is fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sick because we uh, we didn't think that would happen for a really long time we're really really blessed and, and happy to have that opportunity and same same goes for the Alessandra tour too no of course and i guess i don't even know if this is a question that can be answered but between two veterans you've got Alessandra and you've got franz i'm sure both of them gave you advice at some point was there a difference in the advice that each gave you depending on you know Alisana being the certain band they are and Attila being the certain band they are. I think um I don't know. I think it was it was uh on the Alisana tour, I think they were more so just giving us the general, you know, like, you know, you guys are a new band, you know, we bonded with them, they're like, you know, you're killing it, but you know, kind of uh the general guidance, like, you know, these are the things to look out for, this and that. Yeah. And bronze it's more it's more of a personal thing, you know, because not only being on the tour with him and being a new band, but he's, you know, our our label owner. So right. the advice he's giving us is on a whole 
you know, way more personal level than that. But uh, both, I mean, we took a like took everything we could from from those tours. I mean, it wasn't. Well, it's pretty cool too because it wasn't just the headlining bands like giving us advice. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we learned a lot from uh, Kane Hill's tour manager too. Yeah, oh, yeah. he was a really cool guy. Really? Yeah, he's awesome. So, yeah. um, I think I think the greatest thing, the most like the common thing I took from both both sides, like advice wise, was just keep doing it and keep grinding it out. I remember I was talking to Shane from Ellisana. He's the He's their bass player, and he—I think he said he's like 29 or 30 now, or 28 or something. And he said he he started touring when he was like 17 or 18. He was like, "Dude, just keep doing it, don't stop." <laughs> and we don't—we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, that's one of the things you guys have been extremely busy right before the album came out, just as you were discussing, and then the album itself, which is amazing. And I don't know if I've stressed that enough. <laughs> we appreciate you, it. Yeah, thank you. I have to. I have to. I hope you're good with compliments because I have to give them to you. I mean, when we talked about that album, when we reviewed it on the weekly music show, that is my bar for any <laughs> metalcore album. It's does it oh, come yeah. close to where Vesta Collide was? That's thank great, you. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just we uh we're we're working on the next album as we speak. Actually, we've been since we haven't been on tour for the past couple months, uh you know, we've just been writing and stuff. We actually wrote a really, really, really awesome song today. We're like, we just want to put it out like tomorrow, <laughs> but we we know we can't. It's it's right. gonna be a little while, but I mean, we're we're like already over new obsession. Like, we just want to get this new stuff out there because I we think it's even better, and wow. I hope everyone will too. That's awesome. So, that was tough, not to, you know you know try to sound like bragging or anything because that's not the case no yeah i don't mean it like that but we're just like really no and with what i was gonna say it was tough because we had you know we 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 had you know we were like this is a good record we did really well yeah but the response was so positive that when we got all that feedback we're just like holy shit man we got (laughs) yeah some big shoes to fill now yeah can't screw this one up so i mean i i think the other thing was like when we by the time New Obsession was completely finished, you know, final masters and everything, that was like in August and it didn't mm-hmm. come out till January. So we sat on that for uh, months. Right. And that was that was just masters. We had like like the songs finished in terms of like rough mixes like even months before that, like May or June. So we were we were sitting on on those songs for like six months and naturally, you know, you just kind of get sick of it. And you get really overcritical because it's like your own music and you're just like, oh, you know, we've heard it so many times. But then when it came out, the response was was really, really great. And it like reassured us. So like I was saying, this this new stuff that we have going on right now is like we're just really confident in it and just want to put it out now. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's great to hear. I mean, as a fan, I'm sure the audience is really looking forward to that because that's always the question, right? It's hey, you come out with this first full length and it destroys, it does really, really well. And then how do you follow that up? But it sounds like I really enjoy the confidence that you have that you know the old stuff or quote unquote old stuff is really good, <laughs> but this is something you're really looking forward to sharing with everyone. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a, 
a new sound, but it's it's still keeping mm-hmm. best of class. It's more yeah, mature. It's more mature for sure. It's, uh, I think it's a, a, a lot more angry. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Let me ask you that because that's kind of a buzzword and it's something we debate on the show a lot. When you say mature, a lot of times when, especially when we talk metalcore, post-hardcore, even hardcore, when people say, hey, this band matured, that often means you've taken away the unclean vocals or it's not as angry. So when you guys say mature, it doesn't necessarily sound like you're saying that. So what is the maturity part for you? Okay, so for instance, uh, you know, when we put out our uh, record, or our you know new obsession, mm-hmm. a lot of people you know compared it to the early metalcore days, asking Alexandria, so on. Sure. Those style vocals. Um, I guess when we say matured, it's you know bands that we want to do more rock sounding courses. Okay. Uh, you know influences from bands like breaking benjamin stuff like that mm-hmm. so but also having just really angry guitar parts uh and just i think i think when when we say mature too we've, we've learned a lot and we've grown as musicians so i feel like putting this out it's just in general we've all matured more so it's yeah. just going to be better i mean honestly we just we just want to make music that we're happier with too i mean right like, like max had said we not only were those those demo, or I mean, I'm sorry, the mixes and masters sitting around forever. Those songs were demoed years and years ago. Yeah. So that's just shit we've been writing as a band before we got signed, and we were just like, hey, let's take the best of whatever, and just make you know a record out of it. Right. This time it's like, hey, all right, you tore your asses off. Now you got a couple months to write a bunch of new shit from scratch. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh shit. Well, we don't have a bunch of demos lying around anymore. <laughs> right. You know. Well, by the way, and not to derail this conversation a little bit, but this happens from time to time, I actually got a pop-up message from Gray from Charlatan, and he wanted me to let you know that, number one, Daddy loves you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Number two is you guys are absolutely killing it. And the third is never park a bus with a trailer in the Roxy. The Roxy? <laughs> dude, dude, we had to, we had to fucking pay two hundred dollars yeah. to park our bus <laughs> at the venue we were playing that was like more than our guarantee yeah and was, some of our merch cut it was uh, it sucked ass like really yeah. bad so yeah sorry to derail the conversation but oh that's oh, all good. that made me happy i, I missed that day. guy a lot yeah. he's awesome right yeah he's a, he's a great guy yeah we actually I've had him on the show three times, once for the music show doing this, doing the Ian Hates Conversations, and then also twice for Ian Hates Movies. We just did a, what was it, two and a half hour plus conversation on it. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's cool. A lot different than you would think, right? Oh, yeah, that's cool, though, man, just to kind of hang out and talk to everyone on that level. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just a fun time. Oh, that's great. We loved it. (laughs) Well, let me change this around a little bit we're talking about some of the newer stuff that you're doing but also because you are such a new band i'd love to hear your guys' actual background as musicians separately as well when did you both start with your specific instruments and was there anything that specifically got you into wanting to be in a band like vesta collide okay well i'll go first all right again alex so (laughs) i i um you know, I picked up a guitar when I was 12. I think I said, like I said, just because I wanted to be cool. Uh, learned some 
some covers, Metallica covers, whatever, the easier songs. And then as that happened, um, Jake, our guitar player and clean vocalist, is actually my cousin. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've grown up together. He got guitars for, you know, when he when he was about that age uh, for Christmas. And we all just started jamming together. And then, uh, you know, we were really into, like, 80s music at the time when we were growing up, stuff our dads had showed us. And, huh, then, sure. you know, then uh, moved on to, like, Event Sevenfold. We were playing, like, all those covers. We were, like, an 80s rock band, cover band. <laughs> and then uh, I think just as we got into high school, met people, just kind of explored different styles of music. That's just what we went with. And, uh I actually started playing guitar, like I said, and then when, you know, this band, not Vesta came about, but the band that we were before, they needed a bass player, and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I'll play bass, because I want to be in a band, so, right. and then it kind of just translated. Oh, okay, so, all right, so you went, yeah. yeah, the guitar route into bass, so do you ever go back and forth at all? Yeah, yeah, uh, never live or anything like that, but I do write um, a good amount of the music yeah, with Jake, and, uh, you know, it always just helps because if I, you know, if I can play guitar, it's just way easier right? to just kind of, like, you know, explain things instead of, like, a drummer trying to explain something on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, and we'll definitely come back to the writing process. So, Max, what about yourself? Um, kind of same thing. I was, I was young, and I just, you know, thought playing an instrument would be cool. <laughs> And, uh, I actually, I used to go to this, it was like a school of rock kind of thing when I was like 11 or 12. Oh, okay. And I, I actually went to learn how to play guitar. And it was just, it was one of those things where like, you know, you go in, you tell them what instrument you want to play. And they pair you up with other people who are like similar skill level that play other instruments and you form a band. Oh. And I was, um, I went in and I like started playing guitar for like a few weeks and they had a drum set there. And the kid that was playing drums who had just started, he was like, I want to play guitar. And I was like, okay, I'll try drums. And it just kind of came naturally for me. And I I just did it because it was easier for me. And I think drums are cool too. So yep. I was just like, fuck guitar. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and uh, I just kept doing it. I, I listened to a lot of different kinds of music, you know, started off with the easier stuff and, and worked my way up. And then I started watching like covers on YouTube and watching other drummers and just learning from them. And, uh, I, uh, I started doing covers myself. That's actually how these guys found me. And now this is where I'm at. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just, it was just all because same thing with Alex. I just thought music was cool and it was interesting. So I thought I'd give it a shot. What was the number one cover then that got you noticed? Um, I did an I See Stars cover of Murder Mitten like years ago. Nice. Uh, that that one got a good amount of views, and then I did some. I did a lot of a day to remember covers. I think those oh, very got nice. out there a decent amount too. I haven't put anything up in a while, and I want to start getting back into it, especially when we're like not on tour and stuff. But I just haven't really had the time. And I'm here in Michigan now. We're working on on the album, just right. the writing and the demos and stuff. And my drums are back in Pennsylvania right now, so kind of makes it difficult. We saw your. Uh... Mikasa drum cover from Bale Maya. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've seen Max, I think, like a year or two before he ended up joining the band. I ended up contacting him saying, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. You want to be in the band or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was still in high school. And he's like, dude, I, I just like, I can't. I'm in school. <laughs> but we didn't talk for like a year and mm-hmm. maybe even two years. I don't even know what it was. Yeah. And uh, 
then I hit him up again and I sent him some of the new obsession stuff and he heard it and he was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do this. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So not to backtrack too much, but since we're on that too, Alex, then when did Vesta actually start and how did you guys form in the first place to then get Max to come in later? Okay, so I'll try to keep it, you know, I'll sum it up, but uh, I don't, I don't want to like drag it out. It's a long story. <laughs> so, um, you know, Jake and I were in a band with Mark. Uh, I think we started doing that in like 2008, 2009. We met Mark on MySpace. Oh, okay. When that was popular. <laughs> And uh, we were doing a local, like the local thing for a few years in Michigan, you know, just playing like the same club every Friday night or whatever it is. Right. And all the kids come out and hang out. So anyways, we were doing that for a while. Mark actually played keyboard. Oh, really? (laughs) You know, when like the keyboard stuff was real popular, like the attack attack style stuff. Wait, it's uh, not popular anymore? Shit. Well, I mean, having a keyboard player in your band, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you don't see that anymore. So Very true. But uh, that's not why he doesn't do keyboard, by the way. We have a lot of uh, electronics in our music. But anyways, I'm getting to that. So uh, <laughs> uh, we ended up just throughout the years of doing that, we met uh, Joey Sturgis. Oh, yeah. We're great friends now. Um, and he was like, hey, man, uh, you know, I like the music or whatever. I'll let me, you know, I'll record you guys. We paid him. We recorded like three songs and uh that was actually moon dancer outreach and seven. Oh, okay. and uh and then we were in the in the studio and we we're like mark you gotta do vocals on this stuff you know because he's really good he never told us he could do vocals and one day he just like you know he's a really quiet guy back then then did it and we're like holy shit dude nice so we ended up having him do all the vocals and the other guys that were in the band at the time uh aren't anymore ah okay so yeah and uh and that's yeah that's how vesta collide was born right yeah. right then and there <laughs> and then our our drummer left which was our i mean our ex-drummer which was jake's twin brother my cousin oh okay. uh, he interned for sturgis for a long time and that kind of was all into like you know us being around joey you know we were all friends and nick the our old drummer he wanted to do the audio engineering stuff instead so he ended up leaving and that's you know when we started looking for new drummers and then we got max and yeah nick nick actually is the one who recorded and mixed and mastered our album and everything along with uh our other good friend josh who also used to work for joey so they both have a lot of experience with that but yeah awesome so um so yeah i guess vesta collide was officially formed in 2014 yeah like halfway through 2014 and then um like he said, they they did uh those three songs, Moon Dancer, Outreach, and Seven, and yep. Moon Dancer and Outreach were released independently, and then Seven was the first release through Stay Sick. Um, Our and- goal was to record three songs, shoot three videos, hopefully get picked up off from a label with one of them. Right. And, uh, you know, it worked out. So yeah. No, I think that's an understatement. If anything, it definitely definitely <laughs> worked out. I mean, yeah. it's great for Stay Sick, who are obviously a relatively new label, to yeah. put so much behind you guys, who are a very new band, and for it to pay out so well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it worked out very, very well. No, that's awesome. So then, how did you guys get into the style of music in general? Because obviously now we know your past of getting into musical instruments, but then how did you decide not to play country music and to play metalcore? 
I think growing up on the 80s metal and rock, it kind of just, I don't know. I just feel like naturally I just kind of gravitated towards the heavier stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I for me, when I was when I was younger and I was telling you how I started when I was like 11 or 12 with mm-hmm. the whole guitar thing, transitioning into drums, I was into like, uh, like Green Day, Simple Plan, Good Charlotte. I was I wasn't into metal at all. I, I yeah, I actually like hated that shit. <laughs> and then uh, I think I was like fourteen or fifteen. I stumbled across a We Came as Roman song, and oh. I really really liked the chorus. I think it was To Move On Is to Grow. Nice. And okay. uh, yeah, and I heard that, and I loved the singing parts. I had never really heard anything like that with like really high singing and like you know just upbeat instrumentals and the heavier stuff and i I, it the more i listened to that i kind of got into the whole metal thing i I became tolerant of the screaming and like (laughs) just with time i started to really like it and i started to really like the heavy shit and now i like love like real (laughs) heavy shit like the kind of shit my parents hear and i'm like what the fuck is that right yeah so it just it just kind of happened like it, it was a slow transition but you know, it just gradually became like more and more <laughs> spiraled out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am exactly. glad to hear that. I am for sure. Well, what are you guys listening to right now? Has there been anything in 2017 that you've had kind of on repeat? Um, Max has been listening to just see how many games. He's been listening to a lot of electronic stuff. Halsey. Oh, yeah, okay. I honestly like. Like I said, I really like all the heavy stuff, but I I like a lot of the like alternative stuff too um i really like like country music actually i like country music when i'm drunk that's it (laughs) but um i like i like you said i like halsey i like uh there's a band called nothing but thieves that i like okay the 1975 and like alternative stuff like the killers but then i also like real heavy shit um i like wage war a lot their new album is really really good true um, you like Thousand Below's new record? Yeah, Thousand Below. We toured oh, with them summer. So good, right? Really, really good. Um, Just a yeah, bunch of new stuff yeah. coming out. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We're all over the place. I, I like, I like, I like pretty much all kinds of music, really. As long yeah. as it's, I mean, like even you know when I hear something. Even if it's not necessarily the, the direct genre I'm into, mm-hmm. I can just tell if it's if it's a good song. Like back in the day, Justin Bieber, I didn't like his shit at all. But like <laughs> Purpose, I'm not gonna lie. I don't care how this sounds. I think the music's good. I don't really care what anybody thinks of that. So <laughs> oh, it's, a good album. it's good. Yeah. Like good music is good music to me, and right. I respect it all. So I have only heard cover songs of Justin Bieber stuff, and <laughs> I've had. I've had Johnny Frank on the show twice now. And in one of the conversations, he covered, I guess, uh, I guess Bieber has a song called To You or something mm-hmm. like that that was really popular. Sure, but yeah. And I told him, I was like, hey, you just made this really good pop song called To You. And he was like, no, that's a cover song. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh shit. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea, but we laughed about it for a while because I just never that's heard funny. it before. So I wish in a way that sometimes I would like more out of the genre music. It just doesn't happen. Like I like what the ongoing concept did, like something like that. That's a lot different. It's like a Mm -hmm. funky post hardcore, like that kind of thing. But I don't really span much out of the rock genre normally. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know what it is. Maybe I was just being around it, playing it all the time. And Mm -hmm. 
whatever. I don't know. I, I like the fact that I like more than one genre just because I feel like I feel like in that sense it helps not write helps with the writing, but I think it just makes you more creative and you yeah. have yeah definitely definitely it gives when you, it comes to writing yeah yeah, yeah. it opens your mind to a lot it gives you something to re- like relate to like no matter how you're feeling and stuff like that i can't listen to the same kind of music all the time all oh the time. okay like I, yeah <laughs> I, I like to i used to be that way yeah oh dude i used to just only listen to metal i can but... do that no matter what no matter if i'm happy no matter if i'm sad i can put on any record that i love and i'm completely fine with it well here going back to your question what we should do on tour uh a lot of like uh lincoln park Breaking Benjamin, yeah, that kind of stuff. Slow down stuff like that, you know. Yeah. We'll jam, like you know, we still jam metal. Yeah. And we'll jam some like pop punk shit, some state champ. That's cool. So. You know what I really, really like, and it's gonna sound cliche because everybody likes it, but that's the spirit by Bring Me the Horizon, dude. That is a good album. It's a great album. Really good album. I know there are a few people that really, really dislike it. And believe me, I do like Sepaternal. I think Sepaternal is a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, absolute masterpiece. But That's the Spirit seemed like it was the logical next step. It was. Oh, absolutely. It was. That band is yeah. I mean, they're taking over the fucking world. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, like, not even in this scene anymore. They're on Columbia. Dude, when I was in college, um, right before this band hit me up and I left... Um, I was sitting in the food court at my school and fucking throne came on yeah. in my, in my college food court, like on the radio. And I was just like, these guys are on a whole new level. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I'm trying to think what else I'm like literally scrolling through my Spotify right now. No, I love Silo, hearing this stuff. Right? Um, yeah. Silo's really good. And architects architects is one of my favorite. Bands. Oh, of course that new single is really good. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, is there anyone specifically, I guess, based on your musical taste, even, you know, things that are outside of the genre, is there anyone that you guys would really love to tour with? Like, obviously, if you could tour with Breaking Benjamin or Bring Me the Horizon, that would be awesome. Yeah. Is there anyone else that would be, you know, someone you'd want to, you know, share the road with? In the genre or outside of the genre? It can be either. One band, I like like I said, Bring Me the Horizon, like, that album's good. They're huge. Like, if we could tour with any band, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep this in, like, a realistic sense, like, what would make sense music-wise. Sure. Bring Me the Horizon would be my top choice. Sure. I always say um, Slipknot. Yeah, ah. that'd be really cool, too. But for, like, in terms of, like, anything, like, even if it wouldn't make sense, mm-hmm. um, fuck, I, I don't even know. <laughs> don't bring, know. bring Me the Horizon. Dude, would I would cool. yeah. <laughs> 90s music Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> yeah dude anything that's gonna put us in a fucking arena <laughs> right. I don't, dude, Green Day oh my god I'd love to tour with Green Day I saw them twice this year on their world tour Sure, that's my brother's favorite band and like I said I used to listen to them a lot back in the day and it was like I just remember fucking just standing there and like just being, just being like oh my god i almost started crying at the one show i was like this is ridiculous like i can't even imagine being in that position like that is so insane crazy i mean i'm sure that's the ultimate goal right is i'm sure you enjoy playing in small venues but you would obviously love to share your music and actually is it more the sharing your music with so many people or is it just the feeling as well to be performing in like a huge arena both. It's both, yeah, hundred percent. Going on, I mean, we we don't 
we don't know any they, the biggest show we know right now is probably like what like a 1200 yeah 1500 yeah. kids max yeah on the the attila tour those shows are the biggest shows we've played so i'd say like the biggest show on that was probably like a thousand maybe okay. a little more so sure. so yeah ultimately yeah. if we could play an arena and kind of just soak all that in just be like yeah. holy shit like but then yeah. it's also incredible just being able to like talk to everyone yeah. and just i mean playing playing in front of a thousand is like crazy i can't even imagine playing in front of like 30 or 40,000 I'd right. lose my shit <laughs> it'd be awesome and I mean that's that's the end goal of course I yeah. mean for every musician you know we all want to get there so right and what about a warp tour well hopefully we really want to do that next year yeah no that'd be awesome we, we we don't know honestly we have no clue um we've had discussions with uh our label mm-hmm. and yeah. other people that are on the business side of things about yeah, it we can't we can't talk too much about yeah, it publicly. but that's about as far as it goes it, I mean, it is, yeah it's something that it, that's being worked on and and we, we we'll just ha- say we have yeah. our fingers crossed yeah nice. we we have had the right people speak to the right people about that it's just whether or not we actually get chosen right. for it right and last year we didn't even have a shot on getting on we it didn't even get submitted last yeah, year because last year so like I said, yeah, we didn't even play our first show until December, and they start they start picking the bands for that shit like around this time yeah. of year. So it was out of the question, but we're really, really hoping we can get on it. No, for, that makes uh, total sense. Yeah, it would definitely make sense for one because last year when I went to Warp Tour, obviously Franz was headlining at least in the the show that I went to, he headlined yeah. there. But then, yeah, they do that whole. Like they almost wait until you're releasing your next new album to make sure that you still got it in order to be on Warp Tour. Because I've seen yeah. that happen to bands as well, where they'll put out an amazing album, but it's not on the same cycle as Warp Tour goes on. So they have a mm-hmm. new album coming out, but they're like, ah, I don't know if we're gonna take that chance yet. Oh yeah, a lot of people, a lot of bands are specifically releasing albums around that time. Yep, just because. I mean, it makes sense for both parties, Warp Tour, and it makes sense for the bands, you know? Your numbers are going to go through the roof if you're playing a festival with 10,000 kids there every day or whatever, how many people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a grind, too. Are you guys prepared for that? Are you looking forward to it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, um, we, I saw, we toured with Bad Omens on that, on that Attila tour. And yep. I, I got to hang out with them. Like I said, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania and, uh, before I came out here to start writing and stuff and working on the next album, I went to the self-help fest oh, that yeah. they were playing there in Philadelphia. Yep. And I was talking to them about that and they were saying like they would have to push their gear in the blistering fucking heat, like <laughs> really, really far. But they but at it's the same Yeah, but, but at the same time they were like despite like all the work and everything, it's like a dream come true like it's a blast they said they had a great time and dude I'm, i'll push my fucking gear for an hour if i have <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna yeah. let that shit yeah. stop me dude yeah absolutely no i hope that i get to see you guys there because it just makes sense yeah yeah well let me ask you this because i think i got a lot of the music stuff covered and it's awesome to learn all the you know backstory behind you guys and how you guys got into vesta collide in the first place so you're touring all the time you know since the album came out and before you're writing new music now. I'm sure it gets a little bit tiring continuing to do that over and over again. I mean, I just mentioned all I do is talk. 
that basically seems to be at its interview <laughs> after interview with shows and everything. Yeah. So what do you guys do to unwind that's not music related? Play a lot of video games. What type yeah. of video games? I play uh, PC games. Okay. Uh, I play a new game that's uh, well, it's not too new, a few months old. It's called Player Unknowns Battle or uh, yeah, Players Unknown Battlegrounds. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, Max plays RuneScape. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd, dude. <laughs> Straight up. I play I play the old school version. It's like the 2007 version because that's what me and my friends used to play back in the day when we were like 10. Nice. It's super nostalgic. But I'm into that. I'm into like Skyrim, Fallout, anything that's like an RPG. Yeah. Is like what I'm yeah, I like to. all kinds of shit. Yeah. That's just kind of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm a huge Final Fantasy guy. Hell yeah. That's I'll go back to seven anytime I can. Yeah. One thing that's really dragged me back in from like middle school, high school is uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Oh sure, okay. Yeah, yeah we've been. Uh, playing they just remastered all the yeah. old maps, so I'm like playing all that again. Battlefield's tight. The new Battlefield, Battlefield One, and. The new Call of Duty that's coming out looks good. The past few have been lame as hell. I haven't <laughs> liked the Call of Duty since like Black Ops Two, which was years ago. So I'm hoping uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this new one out. I think nice. sure. But yeah, when I'm when I'm home, I just like you know hanging out. I still I one of the things I really like to do though is I like to be able to play my drums like when i want and how i want to because when we're on tour I, get, I have to play at the same time every night for the same amount of time and the same songs but when i'm at home i can kind of just like put on my my spotify library and just mm -hmm. hit shuffle and just play whatever comes up uh, and that's a, that's always really nice um but if you mean like outside of music totally i just like seeing my friends when i'm home and just right. hanging out yeah just chilling yeah just sleeping in my like own bed sleeping and eating eat, eating like actual food not like <laughs> pizza and fucking mcdonald's every night i swear to god catering for us like five nights out of the week is pizza right just like oh, i get so sick of that shit <laughs> i gotcha well let me get this straight then so max you're from pennsylvania alex are yeah. you from the detroit area yeah detroit metro area yeah. okay the rest of the guys are yeah i'm the only one from out of state oh okay so then max what's your travel like is this like you go out there for a few months and then you go back home or is it something different than that uh depends what we have going on when i i came out here first um last year around this time before we did that first tour in december and at the time we didn't even have it booked i just kind of came out here to just you know hang out with them and really get to know them and i brought my drums here and we just practiced and jammed the record a lot and Things just started to come together. So I was here from October up until December. Okay. Um, left my drums here, went home for the holidays, just flew home. Came back after the new year. We knocked all those other tours out. My drums are still here. Well, they were with us on the road, and I brought them back here. And then, uh, I mean, I'm only really here when I have to be, I guess. Like I said, we're writing right now. Right. Like, I'll go home and stuff. And my drums, so yeah. Yeah, I, I fly back. I usually just fly back and forth because if I get uh, my tickets like in advance, they're pretty cheap. And but when it comes time to like get my uh, my drums out here, I'll get like a U-Haul or something and drive them. So when we when we were done uh, with all the all the touring, like January in Elisana and Attila, uh, we did a one-off show in April in this area, and then I went home for a little while. I drove, and then I. Uh, 
I drove back for the tour we did this summer. That was with Youth and Revolt, Light Up the Sky, and right. Thousand Below. Oh, yeah. And then super, super, super conveniently enough, here's a, here's a story for you. This is actually, like, inconvenient but convenient at the same time. So sure. we were on tour um, in the summer on that tour, I just said, and uh, we went to a casino the one night. Nice. And I ended up getting my wallet stolen, oh. which, like, on tour is, like, the worst thing that could ever happen. Right. And I was, like, really, really, really pissed off. <laughs> and um, I just remember being outside, outside the casino with Alex and our, and our other guitar player, Alex. And I was just like, dude, like, this is literally, like, nothing worse could be happening to me right now. Like, I, I didn't have access to my money. I didn't have my ID. Right. Just I was like a dude in the middle of nowhere. And, and like literally, oh. and we had to leave in like a few hours to get to the next city for the next show. So yeah. I couldn't like stick around. You know, we called the police and he was basically just like, I'm pretty sure this cop was fucking baked out of his mind, dude. His <laughs> eyes were like bloodshot red, like half shut. And he just did not care. Right. He was just like telling me what I wanted to hear to shut me up. He was just like, yeah dude like i'll go check I'll, I'll look into it but he was like we're probably not gonna get it back and i was ah. just like fuck you dude and i never got my wallet back and wow. it was a huge pain in the ass because then i had to go to wells fargo who i banked with to get like a new debit card so i'd have access to my money right and that turned into an ordeal because i didn't have an id and yeah. they weren't they were like well we can't prove this is you and i was like literally like I, I, dude, I was like at my breaking point. Like I was so fed up with everything. I was like, oh, I'm so mad. Right. But we were able to get it worked out. I guess I had like a bunch of security questions and shit on my account. And I just answered them. And it was like an hour long ordeal, but they finally gave me my debit card. And um, I was really, really stressed out, though, because when the tour was going to be over, I figured, well, I don't have my ID. I can't fly right. anywhere and I can't. Right. I can't rent a U-Haul because I don't have my ID. It was my license. I couldn't even drive. Right. So, um, but luckily, Youth in Revolt is from New Jersey, and their route home, my house was like 20 minutes off the freeway, so they oh. just took me home. And their drummer, um, Arvin. Yeah, their drummer Arvin lives in Illinois, and the last show was in Illinois, so he just got dropped off there with his drums, and then we just loaded mine in and wow. took off. So that was really convenient, but like super inconvenient getting my wallet stolen. No, that's very true. And then, I mean, without having an ID, you couldn't drink or anything either. Uh, I'm, anything. Yeah, I'm only 20, actually. Oh, so there I you go. Okay. So you didn't even have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Man, that is, wow, that just sucks. Dude, it was it was, it was terrible. Funny. I won't keep the story going, but I just want to say one thing. It was not funny. <laughs> Max Max gets up. We parked the bus, and he's like, "Dude, we're gonna go have a great time." And I just hung out on the bus, and then I I was like, "You know, what? I'm gonna go in." And this not even five minutes of them being in there. Max walks out the front door. He's like, "My fucking wallet got stolen, dude." <laughs> dude, it was literally like I took a snapchat of the casino as i was walking in like i'm about to lose all my fucking money like <laughs> like like joking like oh i'm gonna go gamble and like lose my money ha 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 and i literally fucking lost my money because my wallet got stolen so i know you're not gonna know specifics but did you have your wallet out on a table or did someone literally think, pick your pocket dude, I, no. I like straight up <laughs> fell out of his pocket when he was sitting at a slot oh and the the camera show a lady walk by and pick it up. Wow. Yeah. 
And I don't know how that and happened. She left. I had some tight ass jeans on, dude. I don't <laughs> I don't know how that shit happened, but I literally like okay, I had I took cash out of my wallet and I had it in my hand. Yeah. And then, you know, I I uh spent it all, didn't win anything. <laughs> and then I like reached into my pocket to get more and that's when I realized it was gone. And dude, my heart hit the floor. Oh yeah. Like, right. Real fast. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, no. What a terrible person that woman is. Oh, yeah, it sucked. She, she sucked. The, the, cop, the cop went to go look for her house, but he said it didn't exist. Yeah. He said she was probably some, like, tweaker, so. Oh, jeez. Not that. Yeah. Wow. What a story, though. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> At <laughs> least the getting couple... home part. That worked. Yeah. Two days before that, Youth Revolt, uh, their drummer lost his wallet, too, at a bar. Yeah. What is with all these drummers losing wallets? I don't know. It's we're, kind of a we're, funny thing we're, on the just, tour. we're just stupid, dude. We're just, <laughs> I really don't have any other excuse. <laughs> I, dude, I'm like so paranoid about that shit now. Like, oh, yeah. Every time I'm public, I'm feeling my pockets like every five minutes for my yep. stuff. Like, it, it was a nightmare. I'm not dealing with that again. What's also funny about doing that and overcompensating by, you know, making sure you still got stuff is that you're showing people exactly where it is. So if they want to pickpocket you later, they know exactly where yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> Screwing yourself. Yeah, yeah, not to make you paranoid or anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, well, I'm glad you got through that for sure. Wow. That's a good story, though. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked at the clock and we're almost at an hour right now. So yeah. I want to ask you a strange question because you brought up zombies. Since you're a touring band, do you wonder or worry about what you're going to do when the zombie apocalypse hits? Dude, I'm ready for that. Dude, I think that <laughs> shit all the time. I actually was at the that. grocery store and was like, Mom, what, what would be the first thing you would do? I was like, we'd take this store over, grab all the guns, and... Yeah. Hold the front doors down and yeah, just keep dude. all the groceries for ourselves. <laughs> we're we're used to eating like shit, smelling like shit, just you know, the tour life. We're we're right. used to bumming it Speaking out. Speaking of like, that, I just got really excited for the yeah. Walking Dead coming up. So uh, we're all we're all well. I don't know about all of us, but a lot of us are big uh, zombie fans. Yeah. Well, wait a second. So you're still Walking Dead fans? Oh man, have you seen the last? I gave up four seasons ago. Okay, see, I did too, but then my girlfriend was watching it, and I looked over, and I was like, that looks interesting as shit, so then I picked it up, and it, like, got really boring, Yeah, and it sucked, and, not, dude, it's just, it's great now. Okay, well, look, I don't mind giving things a chance again, because I love zombie stuff, so I'm with you guys on that one, but it just seemed like it was the same thing over and over again. It was, all right, well, now we're going to split up. And we're going to go through the same stuff, and then we're going to come back together, and then we're going to split up. And I never seem to really care about the characters at all. So what I would worry about is, even if I jump in right now, would I even care? Like, are they all the same characters? You don't, do you have any attachment to any of the characters? No, I hate all of them. <laughs> okay, well, then you'd be happy. I don't want to spoil it for you just in case. Sure. But I'm just going to give you a, you know, just a brief description basically they run into a bunch of groups of people like they meet a bunch of different people over their uh, travels yep. and uh some of the main characters get uh, their shit wrecked <laughs> i did see that if you're talking about the scene that everyone was talking about i did yeah, end up yeah. seeing that yeah yeah okay yeah. well so. maybe i'll have to try it again for me i like a lot of the horror stuff so i really like me stranger too. things yeah stranger cool. things is great and american horror story do you guys watch those 
Yeah, that's out right now. And then Stranger Things is coming up. Some cool shit coming out. Soon, yeah. So. And I guess, actually, really lastly, do you guys do anything for Halloween normally? Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge, oh my god, dude, I'm, I literally, like, make masks and paint yeah. masks and make fucking costumes. Last oh, really? year, last year on Halloween, and this was, this was, like, just a couple weeks after I had gotten here and, like, just gotten to know all these guys, mm-hmm. Alex, like, <laughs> literally got the most realistic looking leather face costume and he like went out and bought a chainsaw <laughs> i like and like and painted the chainsaw. little kids would come up to the house for candy and he would like scare the shit out of them <laughs> with a chainsaw <laughs> yeah we're real into halloween dude we uh we're all about that we, oh, we awesome. like scary shit i'm sure you could tell just our image and our oh, album sure. and everything like. yeah so we're yeah we love that kind of stuff now i literally last night went and saw wednesday 13 live and did an interview with him as well and he loves his favorite all-time movies for horror movies are texas chainsaw massacre one and two and then he has all those different masks that are molded to his face or molded of his face oh shit he has custom that's crazy yeah like every song he goes off stage changes into another one then comes back on stage it's expensive yes yeah but they can do i mean he's been doing it for 20 years now right right so it's been it's been a nice amount of time but i'm assuming then too that if you guys had the ability to you would really like to put in some production and stuff into your stage show 100 percent. i mean i don't think we know exactly we have a rough idea, but yeah, we've talked about yeah, it. We need some cool lights and stuff. I don't think we want to be putting masks on. I think it'd be sweet <laughs> to just do fucking some fucking confetti cans, CO2, yeah. some pyrotechnics, you know, some crazy shit like that. But, right. Uh, all right. Well, look, I apologize. I keep on asking more and more questions, even even though oh, I said good. we were. You're all good, done. man. We had a we had a blast. Thank you for this. One of my favorite yeah. uh, interviews, conversations. Yeah, sure. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Well, guys. Max, Alex, this was awesome. I'm so glad you enjoyed yourself because I did as well. I am going to have links in the description of the episode that's going to have everything Vesta Collide. That way people can support you there. But then for right now, what's the best way for people to support you? Um, we got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got all that shit. Spotify. We got Spotify. Spotify. But if you really, really, really want to help us out, go on iTunes, go on Merch Now, buy shit. You know, that that goes a long way. Absolutely. But if not, that's cool, too. We just want people to listen to our music. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And I will say it again. I've said it many times, but New Obsession is not only one of the best metalcore albums that I've heard in years, but it's on my top list of 2017. I can't talk enough good about it, and people who listen to the show know that. So I would like to thank you personally for setting the bar so high. I mean, so much. Thank you, Ian, for real, man. That's real cool to hear that. We appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. But once again, I had a lot of fun. We're going to have to do this again. I can't wait to hear new music. So for right now, thank you guys so much, and best of luck with everything that you do. Thank you. You too, man. Thanks a lot, dude.
we are back. The track you just heard was Witching Hour off of New Obsession. Such great music, great guys. It was a lot of fun catching up with Max and Alex. Of course, I'd like to thank both of them again for coming on the show. Make sure you check out all the links in the description of the episode to support Vesta Collide. They had a great year. Can't wait for the new music. This all sounds really great. And if you like that conversation, please check out the other links in the description of the episode to support Ian Hates Conversations, Ian Hates Movies, and Ian Hates Music. And there's no better way to end this episode than with more Vesta Collide music. You obviously know how I feel about New Obsession. Hopefully you feel the same way too. So let's end this episode with Monster Blood, and I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Bye.